celebrating Thanksgiving today, as you can tell. We'll be celebrating communion a little bit. But let's start our focus on God by singing some songs that show thankfulness for what He's done, what He's going to do by the promises He's made us, and what He's going to do today in this place this morning and in our lives today. Let's celebrate Him.
Let's give God praise. Let's just thank him. Way to go. Way to go. What a great morning. What a great morning. Good morning and welcome to Rolling Hills Community Church. I'm so glad you're here today. Why don't you turn around, say hello to somebody, and then you can be seated after you've just said hello. And that's great. Great, great, great. Awesome. All right. You can go ahead and have a seat if you would like. And today's a little bit different. Today is our stories of Thanksgiving, and so it's a little bit different, and uh, this morning we're going to mix it up. So you're going to have singing, we're going to have communion, we're going to be teaching, and so it's all going to be a little bit different format, but the reason is we just want to give praise back to God. And so we're so glad you're here. If this is your first time to worship here at Rolling Hills, inside your worship guide is a communication card. And I want to ask you just to fill this out. You can place it in the offering basket as it comes by later on in the worship service. If you've been coming to Rolling Hills for a while, this is your church home. On the back is a place where you can write out a prayer request or praise. Just take a moment to write that out. And uh, we pray through all the prayer requests. Every Monday morning, our whole staff prays over. And we've seen God do miracles. I mean, literally miracles. So uh, if you want to write that out, write it out a prayer request, drop it in the offering basket. Also, you should have a leaf if you picked up a worship guide. Hold on to that. You're going to need it later on in the service uh, because this is a, just a really special day and a powerful day. Stories of Thanksgiving is something that's so special to me because it's our time to come back personally and as a church and say thank you to God. You know, most of us, you know, we're already kind of thinking Christmas, right? I mean, you've got Christmas music on, you know, there's already, you know, stores already decorated. But we don't want to skip over Thanksgiving. This is a powerful time and a special time because something happens in our hearts as we're thankful. And so as we talk this morning, maybe you just want to start jotting down some notes of things you're thankful for. Just write those in your worship guide. Just put those down and say, thank you, God. I mean, as a church, we've been so blessed. It's been an unbelievable year. And we've launched a new campus called South Nashville. And it's amazing. They're celebrating baptism day. We've seen God just provide in unbelievable ways. We've seen so many people come to know Christ and seeing people do mission trips and serve around the world. And it has been an awesome time. But we want to say thank you to our great God. I'm going to put Psalm 100 up here on the screen. And I'm going to ask us if we could just say this together. Are you ready? One, two, three. Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. Isn't that great? I mean, that is so powerful. Man, that we bring our worship today, that we enter his gates with thanksgiving, that we enter his courts with praise. And that's what we're going to do. We're just going to say thank you to God. I want you to see a video right now from our South Nashville campus. And uh, this is David and Lindsay Curtis. David is our worship pastor there. And uh, he works with Leo in a lot of ways. And God's doing a great work. So right when we're meeting here, we're gathering here over in Edmondson Elementary at 930 and 11, There's our other campus, and they're gathering there. They're celebrating baptism today, and God's been doing an incredible work. And so I want you to hear from them as we continue Stories of Thanksgiving. Hey guys, we are David and Lindsay Curtis. I'm the worship arts pastor at the South Nashville campus. And we are so thankful for South Nashville and the opportunity that we have to serve here. When we started this journey of over two years ago as part of the launch team, we had no idea what to expect, and I had no idea what... um, 
God was going to teach me through it. In this time, I've learned um, the importance of service and how it really does take each one of us to make it work on Sunday mornings. And um, I've learned the importance of reaching out to my community and building relationships with each other and how important community is in my own life and how rewarding it is to have people that you're walking through life with each week. And that is one thing that I've loved to community, seeing people connected, that we're searching for community. And I've run into several people that have joined our community group just specifically looking for that. We have to be the ones reaching out. We have to be the ones connecting because that is our job. It's all hands on deck, like Lindsay said. And it's been such a blessing to be able to be a part of that, to be able to serve alongside my brothers and sisters and kind of see us grow together. It's been a blast. And really what gives that fuel is whenever we see life transformation. That really puts it all in perspective of why we do what we do. Whenever we load in at 7 a.m., it's rainy and it's cold, and you see... 10 of your closest friends all bundled up. It's like, all right, let's do this. Because you know we have to. We are the church. But whenever you see baptisms, you see people giving their life to Christ, people walking further and taking their next step in their journey, it puts it all in perspective. That's why we do what we do. We don't put it just to be another church, but for the kingdom of God to be further glorified. It's been an incredible journey. We're so excited to see where God takes us. We are so thankful for Rolling Hills, South Nashville. your feet this morning as we continue our worship. We want to sing a song of praise to our God and thanksgiving for what he's done. To the amazing one, to the unchanging one, to him the anthem praise. Lift up your hymns of praise for all the things, for all the things He's done, for all the things to come. To Him the anthem race, lift up a shout of praise Him with
If you're a parent, um, have you ever been at a meal and you, your child wants to pray and then they just keep praying and they keep praying and they go on and on and on and on? You know what I'm talking about? The other night we were having dinner, we were at a restaurant and uh, our kids always, you know, hey, it's my turn to pray, my turn to pray. And so we have this different order that we go in and who gets to pray and when they get to pray. And, and so we're sitting there, we're holding hands at this restaurant, right? And our youngest started to pray and she started to thank God for everything, right? She started with water. And we went to land, then we went to Nana and Papa, then we went to everybody in the family, then we went to our cousins, and it just kind of kept going. And I got to tell you, I'm sitting there thinking, our food's getting cold, okay? You know, that was my first initial thought, really spiritual, right? Yeah, but I was sitting there going, uh, you know, I mean, we're still holding hands in this whole circle. And then it was like the Spirit of God just hit me and said, listen to what she's praying. And, and I thought about it, and I thought, you know what, she's right, How often do we ever stop and just say, thank you, God. Thank you for water. I mean, wow, we have clean drinking water. We send mission teams all over to big wells because people have to walk miles and miles just to get water. Thank you, God, for Nana and Papa. Thank you, God, for our our family, our friends. Thank you, God, for everything in us. And it was like the Spirit of God just said, look, listen, be thankful. This morning is the culmination of a, a great series. We've been in this series called And Be Thankful. And we've been looking through the book of Colossians as the Apostle Paul was writing to this church in Colossae. And the Apostle Paul's writing from prison. He's in prison in Rome. And he writes to the church in Colossae and he says over and over again, Be thankful, be thankful, be thankful. And there's just power in being thankful. Being thankful changes us and it impacts everybody around us. 
And we've talked about how do we develop this attitude of gratitude in us. Now I love what it says in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 16 through 18. It says, be joyful always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Now think about that. Be joyful always. As you look at your life, as I look at my life, can we say, yeah, that's me. <laughs> I'm joyful always. Why? What happens? Well, so often we look at our circumstances and our circumstances get us down. And we, we model our life after our circumstances versus modeling our lives after Christ. But he says, be joyful always. There ought to be joy that radiates from you. Joy in our lives because of who God is and because of what he's doing in and among us. It says, pray continually. You know, to pray, you don't have to go off to some compound, you know, to pray. You can pray to God all the time. That's that relationship. That's God lifting our head and putting our focus on him. Pray continually. I love that. I do. You know, there's a great way to pray. It's called Acts. You know, adoration, confession, thanksgiving, supplication. And so often, what do we do? We, we jump into, God, I need this. God, I need this. I need this. But when we take the time to, man, I'm going to praise the name of God, adoration. I'm going to confess my sins and my shortcomings. I'm going to be thankful. And then I'm going to present my request to God. Then I'm going to say, God, here's what I need. All of a sudden, that thankfulness changes it. It changes. God, I need this. I need this. And by the time we get to the supplication, we're already going, God, thank you. <laughs> Thank you that you're with me. You've been with me in the past. You'll be with me in the future. God, you're enough for me. I trust you. I know you'll meet all my needs. And then give thanks in all circumstances. I love that. In all circumstances. Not not just the good ones, but in all circumstances. What are you thankful for today? As you look back over 2014, maybe it's been a great year. Maybe it's been a hard year. But today, could you just say, God, thank you. Thank you for Christ. (laughs) Thank you for community. Thank you for church. Thank you for family. Thank you for friends. God, thank you for water and food and shelter. God, thank you for clothes to wear. Thank you for the blessings that you lavished on me. Thank you for opportunities that I have that most people don't ever have. God, thank you. You know, as a church, corporately, we have so much for which to be thankful. Wow. I think about 2014 and, and whether it's launching a new campus in South Nashville or just seeing God bless every day and every moment. God is moving and working here. And we're having to build more preschool space, more student space, you know, more children's space because God is bringing people. And it's exciting and it's amazing. And what I'm thankful for is the spiritual growth that's happening and the depth. You know, in March, we took a next steps as a church. We took a next steps initiative in three areas. We asked everybody to make a commitment to reach out, to give 2% of our time, to reach out to our local community, to reach out nationally and internationally, to be a part of missions. And so many people are doing that. We we talked about uh, giving all, you know, what that means to give over and above back to God out of the blessings that we have. We talked about growing up and reading the word of God together and spending time in his word. And what we've seen is people just falling in love with Jesus and lives being impacted for his glory. It it is exciting. I love it. I love being on this journey with you. I want you to hear from Jeffrey Reed. And and Jeffrey and his wife Catherine are amazing in their family. And, And as I think about all the people that God continues to bring and think about the opportunities that we have to serve together, I want you to hear how we continue to take those next steps in our spiritual walk. So Jeffrey, I'm so glad you're here. Thanks for doing this. Thanks. I'm less nervous speaking to thousands of people than I feel like I'm sitting in the principal's office right now. <laughs> my pastor. 
Well, you, I mean, you and your, your wife, your family, you guys are so involved at church. And uh, you, you teach in the first grade area, and I love that. And you guys serve in all these different areas. But tell us about your next steps and kind of what God's been talking to you about in your spiritual life and spiritual journey. Well, uh, there's, I've been a pastor for um, about 20, 25 years. And, uh, you know, when you're a pastor of a church, you kind of have to go to that church, right? It wouldn't make sense. If you, <clears throat> so when we moved here, we got to shop for a church. I was hired as a director of Lifeway Kids. And uh, so now we, we got to choose a church. We visited here with our family about a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd scoped it out in advance in addition to some other churches. But we came here, and I had, I had my teenager and tweener and the two elementary school kids in the service. And um, we, we just had this sense that, man, God was at work here. Mm-hmm. Uh, we sensed your authenticity. And in case anybody's never met Jeff, he's like this all the time. He's uh, you know the same on Sunday morning and Monday morning. And... Uh, we also felt the worship wasn't contrived. It wasn't trying to create some emotive experience. It was it, apart from the emotion that's that's brought out when you realize God mm. loves you, loves you and has a plan for you, and the focus is on Christ. We just love love the church, so we joined it pretty quickly. And then we found out you guys were starting a building program. So if you've ever been a part of a church, you know I was thinking finally we get no, but we realized that if your church is healthy, you're probably going to have a building program because you're probably looking beyond your walls mm. to expand God's kingdom. And so we actually were encouraged that, that we could uh, participate. And it was the first time in our life that we weren't carrying debt. Like my mm. for, for 15 years, like indebted, you know, shuffling one bit of funds to cover another bill. Yeah. And for the first time, uh, moving here, we were, we were able to give more, uh, than we thought we could. We just didn't really have anything to give. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, and coming here, we're like, what can we do beyond the tithe? And so part of our next steps involvement has more to do with our belief and what happens in someone's life mm-hmm. when they have a milestone experience. And mm-hmm. so I gave my life to Christ, uh, in camp. Uh, it was after my senior year in high school, uh, I, I Lifeway lead a kid's team of about 60 folks. And most of them gave their lives to Christ at a VBS experience or at a camp. So we believe strongly in those things. We love that Rolling Hills does those things too. So we decided to give the equivalent of what it would be for a kid to go to camp, a student to go to camp and an adult to go on a mission trip. Wow. And so, uh, I don't know what, you know, and we just, that, that's kind of our commitment to that because we believe that, um, that's where God really take someone away from all the stuff in their life and has a chance to speak into them and, uh, and change hearts. Wow. What have you been seeing God do in your family? Well, um, I, one, I'm, I'm, I love being at a church where my kids can serve. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I love seeing my, my two teenagers are involved in children's ministry. My, my younger ones want to, but they're still in the children's ministry. You got to get a little older and I love seeing them serve, but I also love having leaders in their lives that are, that are breathing into them. Yeah. Uh, it's one thing to, as a parent, tell my kids something, but then to have somebody else say, even if it's a, if you have kids, you probably know this when you tell them something over and over again, and then somebody else tells them and they come and they go, mom, dad, you won't believe what so-and-so said. And you're like, I've been saying that for years, but it had, it, when it comes from an outside leader is that second voice in their life. Uh, it makes an impact. I'm grateful that there are folks here. Mm-hmm. We've also shifted because we're talking about Thanksgiving. We, I say we, my wife's great. I'm married up and I skipped a couple levels. <laughs> she is amazing. And, uh, I probably struggle more with it than her in playing that comparison game when mm-hmm. I, so what we would do is we would get trapped in finding 
gratitude and the silver lining. Mm. So we would go, well, we have a little debt, but we have a decent house or, you know, I have a a new car uh, or we, and what happens is when you have that mindset, then you have to look at perspective. What if you were in another country and it was this, I have gratitude because I have a tin roof and not a thatched roof or what if, and this is the scenario that we were faced with, what if everything was stripped away Mm. and you had nothing tangibly to be thankful for? apart from Jesus. Mm. And the bottom line is that's where I was kind of living. That's where I feel like we're moving. We're still growing in this process because we still, we're humans. We play the game. I see a new phone. I want it. I see a, a, another car or mm. I want to have a bigger house and I'll justify that because it's a great place for ministry. But the bottom line is apart from Christ, uh, it's, it's hard to find contentment. Mm-hmm. And Paul, and in, in, uh, in this verse is quoted a lot for those that are having a hard time or want to get through something. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength, Philippians 4.13. But if you look at the verses before that, he's talking about contentment. Mm-hmm. He's not talking about the power to finish the race or the strength to get. He's talking about being content in, in Jesus. Mm-hmm. And if I think that's where we're trying to go with our family and with our kids. We, we have the conversation often when our kids want something they don't have or when we want to do something we can't really do. We have to look at that. Are we content in Christ? And instead of looking at what we have, we try to look at what he's done mm. and what he's done on the cross. The greatest price to be paid should bring us peace and contentment in our life despite our circumstances and despite the stuff that we have. So as we go forward in gratitude, I mean, we thank God for those things. Thanksgiving, I'm the pastor. I'm the only believer in my immediate family. So I'm the one that does the prayer Mm -hmm. and, you know, everybody wants me to find the silver lining and things to be grateful for. But the bottom line is that scarlet thread that runs through our lives, the blood of Christ, what he's done for us is the thing that we should express our gratitude. And that's what brings, uh, I think, that peace. Awesome. Thanks, Jeffrey. Thanks for sharing your heart, man. We're thankful for you and for your family. It's amazing to see. Yeah. Thank you. Jeffrey's going to head back to the children's area to serve with uh, first graders. And him and his wife, Catherine, they take a grade and they just move up each year. And he said, we want to do that because then we get to know the kids. We know their families and we can pray for them at night and we can just help them grow and mature spiritually. And I'm so thankful for our preschool worker, our children's worker, our student workers who love, who love our kids and just make a difference in their lives. And it's awesome to see. And that's what I'm thankful for today too. Is just, I'm thankful for people in our lives. And I bet if you start to think about 2014 and, and all the people that God's put in your life, and you think about your family, but you also think about your friends, and maybe you think about people here at church, or maybe you're in a small group, you've never been in a small group before, and you have a small group leader that pours into you, or, or maybe you do take your, your child or your student, and there's, there's teachers that pour into them, and, or you have people that you've met here, and, and you've made a difference or an impact on your life, and, and would you just say, thank you, God? <laughs> thank you, God, for that, for community, that there's people around me in good times, there's people around me even in tough times. One of the people I'm thankful for is Sarah Ezel. Sarah is just an amazing woman. She went home to be with Jesus this year. And so as we think about people that are here, maybe for you there's even been some tough things that have happened this year in relationships. And maybe some relationships that aren't a part of your life anymore. But Sarah, man, she left a legacy here that's been unbelievable. Uh, Sarah was born with brittle bone disease and so she spent her her life in a wheelchair. 
She went to Vanderbilt University, though, and she graduated with a 4.0 and then went and got her master's at Vanderbilt and graduated summa cum laude. She was hired by Vanderbilt Children's Hospital. And when we planted Rolling Hills, when we started, you know, we had 15 people meeting in an apartment clubhouse, and Sarah started to come, and she said, I want to work with kids. And so for the entire time, she's worked with kids here at Rolling Hills. And then when we planted South Nashville and we sent 60 people over, Sarah said, I want to go, and I want to help And I want to work with kids. And it's just been her life and her legacy. And I'm thankful for her. And I want you to hear from Joel Barone just the difference that people like Sarah have made in his life and his family. Hi, my name is Joel Barone. My wife Trish and I started coming to Rolling Hills about three years ago. My story of Thanksgiving is about Sarah Rizell. We were very fortunate to have our two oldest children have Sarah as a teacher in their Sunday school. Our first encounter with Sarah was actually one that's quite embarrassing. Uh, first time I ever met her was when we were dropping Colby, our oldest child, off to class for the first day. And he was just noticeably scared and nervous to walk into that classroom seeing Sarah sitting there in the wheelchair. Um, no matter what we could say or what we could do, he was just scared. But Sarah just had such a great way about her of making the kids feel comfortable and understood. And really that revolves around love. And Sarah was able to love those kids. And the kids at an early age are able to look by the differences pretty quickly if they feel accepted and loved. And she's just had such a way about her. And she was able to teach them something that I as a parent can never teach my children. She was able to teach them that they should serve beyond their capacity, to serve beyond what they're able to do, um, and really to serve with no excuses. Sarah left a legacy of understanding that to teach these kids that you serve in all situations. Uh, You don't serve just in your strength, you serve in your weakness, you serve for God. Uh, She was able to serve beyond her capacity that she probably even thought she had because she loved God. Um, And really, I like, I really think of Sarah as as she served with no excuses. And that's something that she's definitely laid uh, a foundation for my children at a very early age, that they can look at someone like Sarah and say, she loved me, she loved God, and she just served with her whole heart. I love that, no excuses. You know, here she is in a wheelchair, and every week, here she is serving and giving back and making a difference. You know, as we talk about Thanksgiving, we're thankful for Christ first and foremost. We're thankful for the gift of God's son in our life and salvation. When we were dead in our sins and our transgressions, he made us alive. But then God continued to lavish his blessings on us, hasn't he? I mean, the people he's put around us, the people that he's allowed us to serve him with, the people that we've gotten to know, the people that we study the word with and grow in relationship with, we are a blessed people. And so this morning, we just want to give him praise. In the middle of the room, you can see a, a big tree and you can see a table that's set up. You know, communion is also called the Eucharist. In Eucharist, the word literally means thanksgiving. That's what it means. It means thanksgiving. And so Jesus, on the night that he was betrayed, he brought all the disciples together and he said, guys, it's time to be thankful. And say, shared the Passover meal. And the Passover meal was a reminder of how God delivered the people out of a land of slavery, out of Egypt. It was a time that they came together, the Jews did every year, to just say thank you to God. Thank you, God, for delivering us. Thank you, God, for freedom, for life. But Jesus took it to a whole deeper meaning. Because on that night, he took bread and he broke it. And he said, guys, this is my body being broken for you. (laughs) Being broken for you. You're not a slave in Egypt, but you're a slave to sin. And you're dead in that sin. And the price has to be paid 
for you to have life with God, for you to have a relationship with God. The price has to be paid. And the price is death. And Jesus says, I'm willing to have my body broken for you. Personal. For you. After supper, it says he took the cup. And he said, this cup is the new covenant. You were under the old covenant before, under the law. When you sinned, when you messed up, you were separated from God. You had no hope. But now there's a new covenant of my blood being poured out for you. Aren't you thankful for grace this year? And the mistakes that we've made this year? And yet God takes them and he removes them as far as the east is from the west. He remembers them no more. That we have new life because of what Jesus has done for us. He said, this is my blood poured out for you. Take and eat this bread. Drink this cup in remembrance of me. Thanksgiving. So we have a giant table set up. Just symbolic of a church family coming together on Thursday. You'll maybe celebrate Thanksgiving with family, with friends. The day is our Thanksgiving meal as a family. And in just a moment, I'm going to invite you to come to the table. There's different stations that are set up along the way. About midway through, there's a gluten-free station. But I'm going to invite you to break off a piece of the bread, to dip into the cup Christ's blood poured out for you, and to receive the gift that only God can give. Now this morning, when you do this, I'm going to to ask you just to make this a personal time. Inside your worship guide, there's a leaf. If you didn't get a worship guide, then there'll be a leaf on the table. I'm going to invite you to look around. There should be a pen around you somewhere. But when we come to the table, we come this morning not just to receive, but we come to give. To give thanks back to God. And so on this leaf, I want to ask you, as our worship team plays, to write down some of the things that you're thankful for this year. What about you? What has God done in your life in 2014? And I hope and pray you can just write at the top here, Jesus, (laughs) salvation, hope, life. And then the list will go on. And you don't have to stop writing. You can just keep writing, right? You got front and the back and just keep going, you know. This is your time with the Lord. We're not in a hurry today. You're going to be in a hurry for the next, you know, five weeks of getting ready for Christmas. But today you're not. Today just take your time. and Settle in. And be thankful. Write down the things you're thankful for. And then after I pray, whenever you're ready, you can come to the table. Leave the leaf on the table. Take a piece of the bread, dip into the cup, and receive the gift of Christ. Maybe after you share communion, you want to just pray together with your spouse or with a family member or roommate or friend. Maybe you want to use this as an altar. And just take some time to pray. God, thank you. Thank you. I don't want to miss Thanksgiving this year, God. I want to be a thankful person because of who you are and because of what you've done in my life. So, Father, here we are, your disciples today. Men and women who, who love you, God. And, Father, we thank you for 2014. We thank you for the good things that have happened. We even thank you for the hard things because we're going to give thanks in all circumstances. For that's your will for us. But most of all, Father, we come to your table thankful for Jesus and for life and for hope. We thank you that death doesn't have the final say, that we will see Sarah again one day. We know that, Father, and our our family members and friends who've gone on before us. But God, right now, today, I pray that you would well up inside of us a thankful heart, that we would overflow with thanksgiving. 
and that we would come to your table united in the love and the grace that we've received through Christ. Thank you, Father. Thank you. And it's in the holy, precious, beautiful name of Jesus that we come to share thanksgiving. Amen. Amen. Just take your time. But as you write, whenever you're ready, you're invited to come to his table. Savior of our Savior. 
toward the grave Worthy is the Lamb who was slain Worthy is the King who conquered the grave Worthy is the Lamb who was slain Worthy is the King who conquered the grave Worthy is the Lamb who was slain Worthy, worthy, worthy Oh, this is Shut
All glory to him. All glory to our great God. You could be seated. Do you know, as you look at this table now, it's covered with leaves. It's covered with things that we're thankful for. And just Jesus and the grace that we've received in God is transforming our lives and holding us together. And praise be to him. And I pray this week that you would experience the grace of God in your life. I, I pray that you would know that God is for you. And that God wants the best for you. And as you live this week in your family, with your friends and community, that you would just be a thankful people, that we would be a thankful people. And church, the fact is, I'm just thankful for you. I mean, you are men and women who who long to know God and growing deeper in our faith. And God is doing miracles among us. And it's awesome to see. And I can't believe that we get to do this together. It's so fun and so exciting. You know, thanks and giving go together. So I want to invite our ushers to come. And this is a chance for us to give back to God and for us to respond out of a grateful heart for who he is and for all he's done in our lives. If you're a first-time guest, all we ask is that you would give us your communication card. But if you're a part of Rolling Hills, this is a chance for us to invest and to invest in his kingdom. And you know, the amazing part to me is that God takes everything that we give and he multiplies it, right? I mean, he just multiplies it because what God's doing here is unbelievable. About five years ago, we started a nonprofit called uh, Justice and Mercy International. And God has been doing an amazing work through JMI. And, and today, I want you to see a video while we have a chance to give an offering. But your obedience here is impacting people halfway around the world. It, it's incredible. This year alone, we were able to pay off this home that we bought in Moldova, a $260,000 home in Moldova, right there in the capital in Chisinau. It, it's our transitional living home. Kids get kicked out of the orphanage at the age of 15 after ninth grade, and they have nowhere to go. And many of you know the statistics about girls in this country, Moldova, and 60% of girls trafficked into prostitution in Western Europe come out of this country of 4 million. Statistically, many of the boys end up committing suicide or going into organized crime. But, but church, you've said it's not just about us. It's about us making a difference. And so through JMI, we've been able to buy this home and we've got work in 11 different orphanages. And then we have a place now for kids to come. We have a girl's home and a boy's home. And we've known these kids for 10 years now that we've been going to Moldova and watching these kids. And now they have a place where they're growing in the Lord. And so as we have a chance to give, I just want you to hear some of their stories. And as you're thankful this year for what you have, also be thankful for what God's doing through you. Because your obedience is impacting lives around the world. Let me pray. Father, thank you. Thank you for stories of thanksgiving. And God, we all have stories of your amazing grace in our lives, of the way that you have set us free from the bondage of slavery to sin. And God, you've given us a new life and hope and joy and peace and love. And God, out of that, Father, you have given us the opportunity to make a difference in the lives of others for your name and your glory. And so thank you, God, for what you're doing in your church here at Rolling Hills. Thank you for what you're doing in our lives. Thank you for what you're doing in the Amazon, Moldova, and around the world, Father. And I pray, God, that you would continue to be glorified. Take what is given today in the offering, bless it, multiply it, use it, Father, for people right here in our community, whether it's the Path Project or people in our neighborhoods, and use it to impact people around the world. God, we love you. And God, today, we just say thank you. In the name of Jesus, we pray and we give. Amen. Amen. Am avut o stare financiară foarte proastă și mama noastră ne-a abandonat. Deja erau momente când nu aveam ce mânca, stăteam pe drumuri sau dormeam pe dealuri. 
La cinci ani am fost adus la orfelinat. I came to the orphanage when I was uh, when I just got uh, six years. Ce, uh, eu când am venit la orfelinat prima oară aveam 9 ani și uh, am trebuit să merg la orfelinat pentru că mămica mea a decedat. Am ajuns la internat, cum am mai spus, la vârsta de 5 ani. A fost că am trăit foarte mult timp, adică de la de mică până la vârsta de 5 ani, în violență. When I entered in the orphanage, I was 5 years old. Era foarte greu pentru că mi-era dor de părinți, toți bucurau de părinți, dar eu noapteam să am această ocazie ca să mă bucur de părinți. Și... Like the orphanage was better than uh, at home. I had the place to live and food to eat, but um, I didn't receive what I really need to. Um, I would rather know eat and like for the whole day and receive a hug or a smile um, than have food and place to live and no live. Total meu no había posibilidad que se me entretenos din cauza asta a fost nevoit ca să ne dai la internet. It was a discouragement because I thought my mother left us forever and she will never going to come back. Pentru mine a fost o bucurie foarte mare când am auzit că eu voi fi în acest program. Când a... De ce și m-am am intrat mai mult în conexiune cu Dumnezeu și am... When I got to the ninth grade, um, I was afraid of my future because we had that mentality that nobody needs us. And somebody told me about this program, and I was happy. The fact no was grievous to decide because no one had to leave. No one had to support me because my father didn't have the possibility to leave. Eu nu știam unde să mă duc mai departe și să fac, unde să trăiesc. Și directorul m-a chemat la dumneavoastră în cabinet că GMI dorește să mă ajute și pe mine. În summer of uh, 2010, uh, Steve uh, said că uh, we are going to be in the voice program, which is called Voice Leaders. So I'm happy. Primul lucru cel mai important pe care acest program îl oferă Asta e că eu pot să creez o relație mai puternică cu Dumnezeu. Era două, a doua lucru care este că pot fi responsabil. Mi oferă unele calități care poate nici școala chiar nu le poate oferi. The love that I received here, I don't know, I didn't even dreamed about it when I was at the orphanage. De aici în program s-a schimbat 90% din viața mea de anterior. Chiar și în școală nu eram cea mai rea persoană sau... Și sigur că eram în interior, în interior o persoană mai rea. Și aici s-a schimbat cu venirea mea în program datorită faptului că am început să merg la biserică și am început să-L cunosc pe Dumnezeu. Cele mai importante lucruri pe care le-am învățat în Grace House, am învățat că relația cu Dumnezeu este ceva personal. Am învățat lucruri, cum am spus de fapt înainte, că, adică niște deprinderi care o să mă ajute să mă descurc în viață. This program changed my life a lot. I began to know God. I went to church. I, I've been repented and baptized. So it changed my life a lot. Aici am învățat 
fac mâncare. După ce graduez programul profesional, visul meu este ca să merg la universitate jurnalistică. I learned English. That's awesome. <laughs> I met a new friend from USA. I can be proud of them. When somebody talks about God, just talks, I cannot understand it. But when somebody talks about love and show it, I can understand. But I just understand the plan of God for me. That the path I lived was the path I don't know what I want to do, but I know that uh, I will be president of Moldova. So, <laughs> please pray for that. <laughs> That's what God's doing through you, church. <laughs> Halfway around the world, God's impacting lives. This year, Jazz School, you know, I'd rather not eat and receive a hug and a smile. And uh, guys, we have that opportunity this week uh, to give hugs and smiles and to give grace and to be thankful. And so I pray that we'll do that. I pray that we will. You know, the amazing part was this summer when we were there with our teams and, and doing mission trips. And then we trained those kids and then we left and those 25 went back into the orphanages and ran camp and told the other kids about the love of Jesus. That's the multiplication of what you guys are doing and the way God's using you, church. And so just know this, God is good all the time. All the time, God is good. And he is with you and he is for you. And God is doing an amazing work and we get to be a part of what he's doing. I'm thankful for you, church. And I hope and pray you have an awesome Thanksgiving. Let's stand together and we're just going to have one song of worship and then we're going to go and live out his word and live out his truth. Praise be to God and happy Thanksgiving. Things that